it's quite clear that one thing is apparent. The Phoenix Suns are broken. And we don't know what to do to fix them. Team is now 14 and 13 after a loss at the hands of the Portland Trailblazers, a team that had won six games entering this, six and 19. They lost seven consecutive games. Worst defense in the NBA holds the Phoenix Suns to 104 points. Now, part of that is because the Portland Trailblazers uh, shot better than Phoenix. Part of that is because the Phoenix Suns couldn't hit a three-pointer to save their life. Ultimately, after only making seven three-pointers against the Washington Wizards, the 29th worst defense in the league uh, that they squeaked out a four-point victory against on Sunday, they hit five, a season-low five three-pointers against the Portland Trailblazers. Part of that is because the Suns have nothing but stagnation on offense. Part of that is because the Suns, although they showed good defense at the beginning of this game, allowed layup lines once again, uh, collapsing on the weak side and allowing wide-open three-point shooting to occur. Malcolm Brogdon, who makes a living off of shooting corner threes, found himself open and often in the three-point uh, coffin corner and hit those shots. Part of these is because part of the reason... Uh, they're broken as Kevin Young has no semblance of offense. Part of the reason is because Frank Vogel has no semblance of defense. And when you put all these things together, Matthew, you just have a shitty basketball team. And that's what the Phoenix Suns are. When you play two horrible teams back-to-back, -back, you win one by four, you lose one by five. It's not good basketball. No, and uh, the way this team looks, especially Booker, it just looks like a team that just doesn't care for each other. They look so individualized out there. They, they just don't seem to actually, like an actual team. Um, I know it's stupid to say, but it's true, man, because you you got these guys out there that you feel in Kevin Durant and Booker that can lead you to victories over a team like the Blazers. But, I mean, it's not even one of those things where it's like, you, oh, you hit the Blazers on you know one of those nights, right? They've been rolling a little bit maybe with um, Anthony, Simons, Anthony Simons coming back, but the way that the Suns are handling themselves out there is they're just – they're like, wait, do we care? Do we want to play? It's like they saw something basically in this universe that is unexplainable. And they're like, there's no point to playing basketball right now. Or playing basketball together. And that's the challenge with this team. No team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker should play like this. And they're doing it consistently at this point. And that's the frustrating thing. And you have to give the Blazers credit for staying engaged the entire time. Because the Suns came out and scored 36 points right off the bat. They scored 43 total points in the second half. It's embarrassing again. Here I am after another game talking about how embarrassing the performance the Phoenix Suns put forth again tonight. And it's almost like this cockiness that they play with, this edge, that they go, you know what? Look at us. We're up 36 to 20 after the first quarter. We got this in the bag. We don't have to play hard. And guess what? Opposing teams will play hard. And that's what the Blazers did tonight, winning 104 or 109 to 104. So we're going to talk about that and plenty more here on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. And we will be joined from the Podland Trailcasters by Keith Feltner-Smith, a friend of the show uh, who hosts a Blazers uh, podcast. And it's going to be interesting to hear his point of view on what occurred, uh, the excitement that he's feeling beating the Suns, you know, maybe his positivity and winning can make us feel better about our shittiness in losing. So subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. If you've got a beer, you've definitely earned one. Pop it open. I'm going to. And let's talk about another shit Suns loss.
109 to 104. The Phoenix Suns lose at the hands of Keith's Trailblazers. Keith, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since you've joined us. Uh, it's been, I think, since the preseason, but welcome aboard. How'd it go? Uh, how does it feel to beat the Phoenix Suns, man? It's good, man. It's good. Uh, Mike's all right. Hopefully, again, uh, hopefully yep. you guys can hear me. Uh, yeah, it's it went well, man. That honestly, I understand how you guys are feeling. I get what you're saying. I've been listening to you so far. I just want to say on it, I, I think this can be a good thing for both teams. It, it's it's nice for us, but this is not a season where we're going to be really focused on the wins. It can be a wake up call for you guys in the same way. This can be one of those like you were just saying, you know, young teams are going to come at you. So, like, like I pick up that low end gas, and I, I I don't think there's anything critical here that I'm too worried about about the Suns and what you have going on. But I, I can understand the frustration. So let's let's do this. Let's talk. Well, perfect. That brings me to my first question of the podcast. Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, is this a learning opportunity for the Suns or are we pretty fucked? <laughs> you know what? Um, no, I, the Suns, yeah, the learning thing, uh, it's nice. It almost, You almost got me there. I almost believed you on that one. <laughs> but I'm going to go more with Michael Coleman in the chat. I really believe this is the beginning of the end for the Suns. Not saying that it is, but this is what it looks like on the court. Like they look like this is this is not going to be it. Booker looks like this team's not going to be good enough. That's what he looks like. He looks like he regrets the decisions that the front office made to get Kevin Durant here and play with the Suns. Kevin Durant forty points tonight, but it's just you know I I don't know the body language from Booker. It's telling me everything that he just has this feeling, and I'm not even going to say he's hurt or something. Like I used to do that beginning of the season. It's not a hurt thing. It's it's about something bigger than basketball, maybe something behind the scenes. And I'll even go far as far to say that maybe him and Katie are just not getting along. I just remember in the beginning of the season, their buddy-buddy thing, the press conferences after the game together all the time. I don't really see that too much anymore. Um, so I'm reading into a lot of things, and I think um, the way that they handle themselves with the lead and in a close game against the Blazers, this is not Suns-like. They're in, it has nothing to do with health or Bradley Beal or anything like that. This is just... Something just I we won't know until maybe ten years from now. It's one of those things. I feel like yeah, when they release a documentary on Netflix uh, during the next great pandemic, and it's just a ten part miniseries on how the Phoenix Suns fell apart after acquiring three thirty five million dollar plus players. Uh, it's it's funny because it's it's every game is like the new low point of the season right now for us. You know, we we play against the Knicks last Friday and we give up a fifty spot to Jalen Brunson and we're up going into the fourth quarter. Then we get blown out of the arena, 42 points uh, to like 23 for the Suns in the fourth. And we lose that one pretty drastically. And then we have a home game against the wizards where the entire game we're down 20 to the lowly wizards, a team that's won four games uh, that is actively just tanking. And if you can feel it, Jordan Poole literally just starts slipping and sliding around the court in an effort to try to give them a, a chance to lose the game. And then you go against the Blazers, a team that, again, is trying to find themselves, trying to, uh, you know, like like Keith said, you know, they're not necessarily focusing on the wins. They're just trying to, you know, find good, solid basketball. And here we are on the other side of that. And the same thing's happening here. And, you know, I just tweeted it out. The Suns have the hardest remaining schedule per tankathon in the NBA with their 55 games left. 
You know, the winning percentage of the opposing teams is over 55%. So the easy games essentially have occurred, and this team's walking away of those from those easy games with a 14 and 13 record. And that's the challenge that they face, knowing that they have no cohesiveness on offense, no cohesiveness on defense. Uh, their three-point shooting comes and goes. And if you want to sit here and, and claim health, and any team can claim health. That's not that's not a good enough excuse. And yes, I know $37 million is sitting over there on the bench in Bradley Beal, but at the same time, you should be good enough, respectively, you should be good enough to hold a 16-point lead against the Portland Trailblazers with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on your team. I mean, when you're down 16, Keith, what, what are you thinking as you're sitting there rocking the Nurkic jersey, by the way? Uh, yes, I sir. tip my hat to you, rocking the Rip City <laughs> Nurkic night, jersey. All night. That's all awesome. Night. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I... I, I I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear the frustrations. I I might just want to push back. I know this might please it's not it's not it's probably not the most easily received coming from someone on the Blazers end tonight. I'm not going to be that guy. Former Phoenician here, always a Suns fan. Um, easy games can be a deception. Something we run into a lot up here as Blazers fans, not just this year, but even in previous seasons, is those easy games are often trap games, right? You know yes. what I mean? Like it can easily be an easy game is easily a trap game where. On the other end, you often see teams turn it up more against tougher competition. Like what we did tonight, what Blazers did tonight, we could not do this. We could not muster this kind of performance against much easier competition than the Suns in recent games. So I'm just saying there's hope for you guys, for the Suns, as far as you're saying that the schedule gets tougher from here on out. Again, maybe there's some wake-up calls cumulatively, cumulatively over these games. Sorry, I'm a few setters in because I was obviously kind of excited. You were having right? a good time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think cumulatively, there is a lesson here that the Suns have hopefully picked up on that will help them through the rest of the season. Because I, I still have Suns and Nuggets as the obvious, you know, easy contenders for the West here. And I put both of them ahead of the Celtics at this point. So it's, you know, I, I'm, you guys aren't sliding that much. I, I understand how it's frustrating. I, I know where you're at right now. I'm not trying to be that, you know, oh, it's not so bad. Clapping you on the back kind of guy. But uh, it just, you know, there, there's, there's, there's stuff here. And as, let me just say too, as far as the Wizards, uh, that did you guys see the Draymond, uh, the, the Jordan pool? Yes. Of the video with Draymond's ghost, like punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was great. I could not stop laughing, dude. <laughs> Jordan Poole, there's always something going on with that dude. But uh, yeah, so the Suns, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we were the championship contenders. Like the ringer was saying, this team, you know, they're destined to make the finals of the season. Devin Booker's the point guard for the Phoenix Suns, maybe one of the best point guards in the league. Now it just seems like he can't really take it on as much, and he just knows that. But I mean, games like this, it sucks because I feel like the last few games, they've been like must win for the Suns. I know like we're going up against the Wizards and the Blazers. They've been must must wins in the uh, Suns universe over here. So it's, it's tough well, loss. I, I appreciate what Keith says because it is true. And, and Matthew, I think you and I can specifically remember situations in which the Phoenix Suns have played lesser competition and have lost. I mean, a couple of years ago, there was the Minnesota Timberwolves who weren't playing well. And all of a sudden we gave up 40 points to Cat and 40 points to Anthony Edwards. And they beat us out of nowhere. That was a bad team. The Wizards always seem to have our number for some stupid reason. They're always bad. <laughs> so it, it is valid. I think obviously it's going to be how the Suns bounce back because we have upcoming. We have the Kings on Friday and then Christmas Day against the Mavs. And those are two tough uh, Western oh, Conference geez. foes that we're going to have to try to you know, muster up some semblance of offense and defense. And that's the challenge when you watch this team right now, night in and night out. It's just, it's, it's ugly. It's messy. It's, 
It's like trying to take a dead body out into the swamps in the departed and you don't bury it the full way. And people are, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's pissed at you. He's like, when I say bury a fucking body in the mosh, you bury a body in the mosh. And like, we're not fully burying the bodies in the mosh right now because we're walking through that sluggy, sloggy. And, and that's how we're playing basketball. We're relying way too much on Kevin Durant uh, and Devin Booker and everybody else is just kind of watching. And and there's no change. That, that That's the front end of this game was enjoyable because that first quarter we played great defense. It's something that we have not seen consistently. You know, Frank Vogel comes over, supposed to be an, 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 a defensive mastermind, this guru here. He's going to, he's going to lock us in. And that first quarter we did lock in. We were playing with pace. We were cohesive when we were switching on the defensive end and communicating that defense was leading to offense. And I never thought I'd be so happy to see D in my life, but I was, and I actually saw them actually do a double team. And and then it all just started to fall apart. Everybody just kind of fell back into their roles, and they're like, "Okay, Kevin Durant sitting, cool. We're gonna we're gonna give up that sixteen point lead like that." Is that what you were seeing, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, in the second quarter, it was a collapse where Devin Booker basically had every shot. He was ice cold. The Suns were ice cold, but the ball just stopped, and it was as enjoyable as like the the end piece of a, a Sara Lee bread loaf. You know what I mean? That that's the way it tasted in my mouth in that second mm-hmm. quarter. Third quarter wasn't any better. It's like these little pieces mm. of shits that they have out there. The LPSs, <laughs> where like LPSs, they had the lead. baby, they had the lead, but then all of a sudden it's the lazy passes. It's the, giving up the wide open threes, wide, wide the fuck wide. open. The Suns have never been that open ever this season. Um, but that's what they do, man. And that's where I'm talking about. That's that's what I see. Where it's just like you guys just don't care. It's as simple as that. It's just like the defense is just not there, and it's not like. It's not one of those things like, oh, we're too good, right? This Suns team has not proven anything this year except for that 10-game stretch there or 7-game win streak where maybe they looked like a top team. But recently, like they haven't proved anything to where they can take these possessions off that just kind of build up, and then they kind of just ruin kind of any kind of momentum they have. And then it carries over to the other team, like tonight with the Blazers, where they just couldn't miss in certain situations because the Suns just gave it back to them. And Blazers, yeah, it was what it was hard earned. It really was the effort from Anthony Simons tonight and Scoot Henderson. Best we've played, man. Best yeah, played. seriously, you guys. I mean, they look great, and I know Anthony Simons is back, looking awesome, looking like a star out there, and it was much needed for the Blazers team. Honestly, it's one of these things where uh, Blazers with Anthony, particularly what you're saying. He's had some games already where the talk so far since his comeback on this side has been, dude, this guy, like we've had a defensive identity established and here he comes playing no defense. What's the problem here? And so it was beneficial for us to see this for him tonight, but just going to be a broken record about this. This is not the normal for us. This, this was peak Blazers performance. And you guys, like you're saying, you know, maybe having some of these kinks that you still got to work out. You're still mm-hmm. hoping to get Bradley Beal back. And you want to talk about, you mentioned earlier, the wizards, uh, Beal used to give us fits on, on the us Wizards. Too. So, us too. <laughs> yeah, man. Like when you got him healthy, that's going to be a, a, a game changer for, in the same way that Anthony Simons has changed our offense for us. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I feel stop, like I'm, just, I'm stop trying to make record. me feel good. I'm, I'm sitting here rubbing shoulders, <laughs> trying to be like, you, know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys, sun's coming out, <laughs> sun's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> you, you let me in, be miserable. You let me be miserable. I, I say, get God, it, man. I get it. <laughs> Listen, just, how about this? Oh. We, 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 we talk about, uh, I, I mean, a lot of Blazer fans on our Discord and everything, we've been talking about past Dame years, right? The last decade of basketball for Dame, where if this guy wasn't having a good night, or let's say he was, let's say he's having an awesome night, how many great nights that he had that ended in a loss because our other yeah. dudes couldn't hold up? 
because other dudes are kind of dropping the ball. Uh, we just didn't have any other stars. We didn't have a, a KD to our Devin Booker. We didn't have a Bradley Beal who's waiting to come off the bench and come back. We didn't have, honestly, the way Nurk is playing for you guys overall, we didn't have that either for most of the time up here. We like I, I, I've been talking to our Discord, like, hey, all you all that say that Nurk can't play defense, come and see some of these clips that Suns are posting. Yeah. Uh, there's there's been there's been a lot of good, and I hear you that it's not been put together yet, but if it's not gonna be put together for you guys at some point, take it at the 20 game mark more than the 30 or 40 game mark. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. Like it, it'll, it'll, it'll come together. We'll, you, you'll get there. Well, and I definitely want to get to like your observations on Nurk and Nas and, and Drew Eubanks and DeAndre Ayton and Tumani Kamara. Uh, but real quick, I want to give a shout out to Bobby Locke in the chat. Gives us four ninety nine in the Super Chat. Super Chat says, appreciate you guys getting on the mic even after these shitty performances. Please keep it up. We're trying, Bobby. It's getting harder and harder every time. <laughs> the, after What was it? After the Kings lost, Matthew, I was so mad at Billy Joel that I just sat here for like 15 minutes and got pissed off. Yeah, pop them if you got them, Keith. I like it. And then I like what Kiko says. And I, I, I want to talk about this. Fan equals roots for team, win or lose. Hell yeah. I will, I will always root for the Suns and all my teams. But I will also, as a fan, be critical because I care. And that's the key. It's like some people, when you're critical about your team, they're like, well, you're not a true fan. You're dogging that. I'm like, no, I'm calling out what I see. And when you have a podcast, that's kind of how – I'm not just going to say, but you know what I really like tonight? Did you see Shoebanks' shoes? The, the Air Jurassic Parks, the way that they were green and yellow. Oh, I love what you can't. It's not all. It's not all roses and you know the fucking. You, isn't Portland the Rose City? Yes, sir. Yes, there sir. You go. It's not all roses <laughs> in the Rose City tonight. Okay, that's just the way it goes. Uh, and take no offense if you see that uh, creepy callies in the chat calling you a cunt. That's an endearing <laughs> term. He loves you. Yeah. He's from Australia. Yes. That, that hey. I, hey. <laughs> I, I, already, I already said Crawley. Crawley uh, mentioned Keith giving me mankind vibes. Man, I'll take it all day. I'll take it all day. I'm, I'm a, oh, that's I'm awesome, man! man. Yeah, that's dude, the that's greatest compliment you can have, Thank man. You, I'd rather really be called it. that than The Rock, dude. I'm yeah. gonna be The Rock. I'm be mankind, <laughs> hey, man. My, my my co-host Chris Burkhart, uh, an Islander himself. Uh, Rock is a, a a big role model there, so he's gonna tell you you gotta you gotta shut your mouth on that end. But hey, no, no, no I'm, I'm actually huge, here I'm me. a huge Rock fan. No, he's gonna tell he's gonna tell you. <laughs> you knew it was coming, Matthew. I haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, let's, I, I do want to run through some of the performances that we start started tonight, or we saw tonight, and we got to start with Booker. Big Dick Booker. A couple things on Big Dick Booker. Okay, one, 25 shots for 26 points, not efficient. 11 of 25, one of five from beyond the arc, and that's going to be the running theme, just like it was against the Washington Wizards, where as I go through the stat lines and talk about three-point shooting, everybody fucking sucked tonight. Uh, again, a, a season-low five total made threes after coming off a tied-for-season-low seven total made threes against the Washington Wizards. Uh, seven assists for Booker, only one turnover, three rebounds. Watching Devin Booker play, I'll ask you that. I'll, I'll I'll ask you this question, okay? And I'll start with Keith on this one, okay? What would you classify from a position standpoint, Trey Young and Luka Doncic? Uh, point guards. Okay. Uh, do you think that Devin Booker is a point guard? Devin Booker, similar to conversation we have with Amory Simon, is not trying to always make it Blazers as I bump the mic. No, here. you should know. Uh, uh the, the the combo guard is a weird thing man it really is uh, uh devin booker when he came in here i have seen him mostly as a shooting guard from afar of course i i absolutely can see how he is point guard traits in his skill set uh you know what i mean but 
to say that I, I can't say he's a true point guard. He's a shooting guard. So uh, in the in the same way that Blazers are having some issues with uh, Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp, is, are they both shooting guards or Scoot and Anthony Simons? Are they both point guards? Where's the kind of, you know, the future, uh, the, the road forward here? I can I, combo guards make it tough, man. They they muddy the water a bit as far as how you're building out the team. Is that where you're where, it's where you're going? A, exactly? It's a conundrum. Yeah, that's what conundrum. happens because if you look at the only three players in the NBA this season to average over 28 points and eight assists, it's Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and Devin Booker. So he is point guard. That's, that's point guard worthy. Yeah, that's yeah, point, point guard, guard worthy. It's, it's point guard esque. So you know. And that's kind of the, the consistent conversation. And every time the Suns struggle, especially with the lack of ball movement that we see, a lot of the isolation patterns that get run, when the Suns start to get pushed up against the wall the re, what on the defensive end, and then they start giving up the layup lines and the open threes, on the offensive end, they get stagnant. And it becomes KD isolation and Booker isolation. And we saw that one horrible, horrible possession where Devin Booker literally just dribbled on the left side of the block for 15 seconds and then shot a fadeaway air ball that, as uh, the shot clock expired. And that's where they're like, well, you know, Booker, you see him at the beginning of the game, setting up Nurk on a great bounce pass and, and, and navigating the offense, and then it kind of just goes away. And he doesn't know if he needs to facilitate or score. And so he's got a guy in between, and we're starting to see a lot of that. Matthew, are are our point guard problems solved? Or are we having too many issues and we really, really need to address this, knowing that we can't because due to our salary cap issues, there's no way that we can make this happen. No, I think Book's the answer. It's just, to me, it's like, does Book want it? Does he want it yes. Like right now, yes. man? Like, he had it. He was a point guard. He knew exactly when to facilitate, when to shoot, except for, you know, tonight in the second quarter, he goes cold, trying to get a shot up. There's like a communication thing with between him and his teammates. So I don't see him really talking as much. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but he just keeps his head up and focuses on the next play. You know what I mean? And that's a good thing, right? But he's not really communicating. He's not doing the point guard stuff that he should, like game management. And that's maybe something he needs to learn down the road. But maybe it's just like taking on a new job. You know what I mean? Like you lied on your resume and you're coming in and you just – you know, you're faking it until you make it. And then all of a sudden, the games get a little bit more difficult. Now the team's really relying on you to get things going, to really manage the game. And that's another level that Book has to go to. So maybe he's hit that. And maybe he's just like, damn, I got to figure this out. And maybe he just might not want it. Maybe he does. He definitely does need Bradley Beal next to him to make this thing work. Um, I know, you know, I know. I'm looking forward to him come back. And so is Booker. Obviously, after that injury... Maybe that just hurt him so bad to where he just can't come back from it. He's just like, dude, I can't do this alone. And I even said on the last few podcasts where I I think Book needs to be, in order for the Suns to win, he has to be like the Jokic or the Giannis in those years when they won the title, right? Just just outlandish. Just guys, you cannot drive. stop. But the thing yeah, is, Book is just too small. He can't be those. Those guys are centers. Those guys are big. They can just control the game like they did. Booker needs Beal. Booker needs KD when KD can play like this. But they need all three of them to see if that works. If that doesn't work, they're not going to win. It can't be just like, hey, Book and KD, go win us the championship. It's not going to work. I know I know, KD had 40 points, but that's not going to work. It's not going to win us the championship. The way that I look at it, I see Devin Booker as a point guard. And I know that you know the chat, no, nah, he doesn't have it. He's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard. And I get it. He, you know, As Keith said, he is a combo guard, right? But I think he has the point guard skills. And he's shown that time and again. Uh, throughout this season the challenge is i don't think that the offense is advanced enough 
to understand how to complement him as a point guard. And perhaps I'm deflecting uh, because I have faith in Devin Booker. But a lot of those, when you watch that isolation set, nobody's moving. There's no back cuts. There's no baseline cuts. What's happening at the beginning of the game? Nurkic is, you know, Nurkic, Nurkic is coming off a screen of Aiton and he's crashing towards the glass. And then Booker can hit him on a bounce pass. So he's a nice, easy layup. Like you're seeing these set plays to open up passing lanes to where Devin Booker can get it to the appropriate player. Uh, and to his credit, he has the vision to do that. But in these certain situations, again, as I mentioned, when they start to get pushed and pressed a little bit, they they stop like his complimentary players just stop being complimentary and stop trying to trying to get themselves open. And if they do, they don't knock down the shot. And that's the other side of it. So he has to kind of go back. And, and that's that's the challenge that he's facing right now is do I focus on facilitation or do I have to take over and hit shots? because no one else is going to hit shots in those spells where KD's not out there with them. We saw a lot of high pick and roll with both KD and Book where they were both handling the ball tonight in the first quarter, and those were those were great offensive sets, and then they just completely dissipate. And again, to me, that's not necessarily a product of Booker. That's a product of the coaching and the schemes that are, are being deployed and a lack of focus on those adjustments to the adjustment that the Blazers were running. Can I ask you a question uh, real Please. quick? Uh, I'm seeing the chat here too, like you're saying. Uh, what is your expectation as far as uh, as Booker? Is is he point guard or, or shooting guard from your uh, uh, like? What is it? What are your hopes as a team? A, a point guard. We need it. We, we you it's need to have guard. somebody who's a okay. consistent facilitator. We just and, came off of three years of CP three. We're used to seeing that. Right. That, that's what I feel like you were getting at, but I, I couldn't tell from the chat because I was seeing people saying Book's not a point guard and all this. Uh, I think that each of you nailed on Maddie and John, but on exactly what it what it is. Uh, he needs to decide that he's a point guard. He needs to say, I'm, I'm, it has to be more about playmaking, not just passing, but playmaking than shooting, uh, mm -hmm. getting his own shot. And it needs to be, uh, the, like you said, the rest of the team needs to be aware of this as far as when he gets out there, it can't just be ball washing, it has to be, you know, kind of like ready to, like, ready to catch that, ready to set up for the, the rest of it. And I, again, not, not acting like Blazers have it all together at all, but just from the past decade when we saw Dame here, so much ball watching, so much of that issue where you had this one dude, oh, he's the point guard and he's the the scorer, he's the producer. You didn't have guys, you, you didn't have a Katie. I saw someone a minute ago, uh, Brew92, Book needs his Scotty. Bro, you have I KD. Get, I, I, I get what you're saying <laughs> with Mikhail, but yeah, you got KD, man. KD is more than a Scotty. And it, if you, you don't need you, you need to get rid of the ball watching is what it is that, that, that's the, the 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 single biggest factor but beyond that i think like you said uh maddie as well that book's got to decide that he's the the playmaker he's not just the producer here not just putting up shots he's got to be making the rest of the team work and that's not always first nature you know and we've seen him actively do that there was uh what game was it matthew that we were at when he didn't shoot a shot in the first quarter at all yes he had five assists he that's was good really yeah, and that's what he's been – and that's what the regular season for is try to develop those skill sets. But, again, the challenge is when the team goes stagnant, he has to step up the scoring. And, like, again, this is two consecutive games where that exact script is, has presented itself, and he's out of rhythm, and he's not hitting his shots. And then it exacerbates upon itself. He's not playmaking, nor is he scoring. And right. Kevin Durant has to do everything. And, and you know, Grayson Allen couldn't hit a shot tonight. Eric Gordon couldn't hit a shot tonight. Uh, uh, I mean, on down the line, no one could hit a shot tonight. And so, again, the, the reason I bring up this topic of conversation is people will sit there, and I, and I see in the chat, they're like, dude, fucking Devin Booker's not our point guard. We need a point guard. I got I got two realities for you. Point, bro. Yeah, exactly. I got two realities. He can be the point, and there's nothing we can do to get anybody else, so you have to fucking live with it. Mm. Good. And here, here here's, my, here, here's my phrase. 
Jamsters, good, bad, or indifferent, you have to live with it because we have no flexibility. There's nothing we can do in, in the trade market that is appealing to any other team so we can bring somebody in here who's a true facilitator. You want a TJ McConnell? What are you giving up? Grayson Allen? We're, we're not going to do that. We're you not need a shooting. Yeah. You need you need a shooting and his defense and his rebounding, which he the, yeah, w- yeah, yeah. which he provided tonight. Agree or disagree, Matthew? No, I agree. Um, and you know, watching this game and a lot of the others, you know, you notice that I feel like this team kind of gets down on themselves very quickly. And I'm not saying that's up to book to pick this team up, obviously as a point guard, but there's too many situations like we had tonight where it was a 16 point lead, right? And then all of a sudden, back to back to back. You just have these lazy ass plays, but they're also just plays that they should just should not happen this this deep into the season, right? They should just not happen. And when those do happen, like the one where KD just gets like the the third pass around and he just loses it and mm-hmm. just goes out of bounds, right? Mm-hmm. He totally just loses it, go out of bounds. Like, oh, no big deal. It's like, no, no, no. I'll take it in my notes. I'm like, those are the plays where this just leads to a comeback. They're just kind of just throwing it like, eh, who cares, right? We'll we'll get back into the game. But before they know it. The team, this Suns team, at most of the time during this game, looks old. They look slow. They get beat by these young teams. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, like that lead is just switched, and the Blazers take off. Book's getting beat by another star guard on the other side, and Anthony Simons. This keeps happening to the Suns. They just they look old in certain situations. Their offense, like you said in the first, looked great, but towards the end of the game, when it really matters, man, I don't know if like I know we have we don't have Mikhail. And I know someone says Booker needs Scotty, right? He needs his Scotty, which is Mikhail, supposedly. And we got KD. Yeah, that's awesome. But they don't play together like it would be like a Michael Jordan and a Scotty. You know, they don't feed off of each other as much. Well, they should be not, more consistent. Due to rotations, they're not out there a ton together either. Because Frank Vogel's doing everything he can to have either Booker or Durant on the floor. And although uh, Kevin Durant ends with 38 minutes and Booker ends with 38 minutes tonight. There's key stretches in this game where it's one or the other. And that's when you realize very, very much that this is a team that is only good when Kevin Durant is on the court. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. Kevin Durant ends the night with 40 points. Does so on 16 of 28 from the field, seven of three, uh, seven of eight from the free throw line, only one of three from beyond the arc. He had five assists, two steals, uh, five turnovers, as, Ma- as Matthew mentioned. Uh, had some dumb ones, but was only a, was a plus eight. And uh, what what killed us was we were up 16. He sits down. The Suns are a negative 12 with him out, not out there. You know, he comes back in. We go back up by 12. Second uh, quarter starts. He's out there. Once he goes to the bench again, then we really just take a shit. This team goes as Kevin Durant goes. And even when they, even when Kevin Durant goes well, they still lose. He scored 40 of our 104 points. This was Kevin Durant and nobody else tonight. What'd you see from KD, Keith? KD looks like KD, man. Like KD was looking awesome. Like, uh, I, I, sorry again, just, just trying to, make sure i'm not just kind of doing the the blazers yahoo perspective here uh that's why you're here i want to know what it looked like from the outside <laughs> looking in that's why it's so it's like doing Listen, our subreddit stakeout but like in person the real person yeah how, how about this i can tell you, you you want to talk about when katie sits and and the difference that it makes the the difference that it makes when katie sits is that we have scoot and brogdon coming off the bench right now 
Yeah. Anthony Simons and Shaden are are starting. And tonight they had issues early in the game. I think in the first quarter, both Anthony uh, Penny Simons, excuse me, if, you know, for any trailcasters yeah, yeah. out there, uh, Penny Simons and Shaden uh, both had two fouls uh, halfway through the first quarter here. So so it really did kind of become the Scoot and Brogdon show as far as our guards went. But those two are coming off the bench for the most part. So KD sits. You get the starter sitting. And the guys you have coming in, kind of running the show of our, our bench guys. Our, our bench has been good all season. We're, we're getting good numbers from these guys, 50-plus uh, in, in a number of games so far already. And, and you know, it's it's a young, inexperienced bench, but they've got a dude up front. they got two dudes up front. Who One is one is a veteran point guard, and the other is a strong, up-and-coming, you know, young, talented point guard. So it's... Uh, I hear what you're saying. I just don't, I'm, I'm just trying to not put it all on KD in the sense that we got some guys where our bench is probably closer to our starters than most uh, starters. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. And that's what we're trying. And our bench is not. <laughs> no, no, especially when you have Eric Gordon coming off the bench, which he can just be a ghost. Listen, yeah. Yeah. Even, even, even like if, you had Gordon and, if you had Gordon and Beal both coming off the bench healthy, I'm just saying it's going to be hard to match, hard to match a starting unit with Booker and KD, man. That, that's a tall order yeah. in its own, let alone having Beal unhealthy as of yet. And, you know, Gordon, too. Yeah, and this should have been, uh, yeah, equipment. Uh, f- I can never say your fucking name, dude. Fallen <laughs> founder. <laughs> I always get it mixed up. Uh, I'll be honest, it isn't shocking. We, Dude, we forget that in 10 years was awful where Booker could not – I can't do it himself. I read that all wrong. You can just go ahead and do it, John. <laughs> Equipment manager, fallen founder. I'll be honest. It isn't shocking. Did we forget the 10 years of awful where Book can't do it himself? Makes a ton of sense when we struggle with Durant on the bench. There you go. To hold a lead, though? Like, no. I all know. right. So, Kevin Durant, though. Tonight, all that, you're like, nah. Kevin Durant, though, tonight, ending quarters, dude, that was pretty beautiful, right? I yeah, mean, ending the first the quarter, beater. ending the third quarter, wasn't that fucking beautiful? Yes. I mean, his He's defense so leading to even like uh, his passes to Eubanks for the dunks. Um, he had nine points, three assists in the first quarter, but that all like came within like the last five minutes of the first. Mm-hmm. And then in the third quarter, he did it again. I know that the Suns, for some reason, when Kevin Durant was actually making an effort to get him back into the game and close the lead to three points, Eubanks just made sure to try to turn it over. Wait, they got a three, then it put it back up to six, and then Eubanks turned it over with like two seconds left, trying to inbounds the ball. And it didn't, of course, they missed the wide open three and it would have been a nine point lead for the Blazers. But that's what I'm saying. It's like we have this beautiful like basketball player who makes tremendous plays to get his team back in the game. I haven't seen a KD game like this in a while where he was really working it and getting everybody involved. And then we just have those dumb plays, those plays that just should not be necessary, leaving up, a, leaving a guy wide open for three and then turning the ball over again, like the next possession. It just that's what happens in these games where that's where I get so frustrated. And I'm not even blaming KD at all with his turnovers. I was just using it as an instance. I think tonight was like probably his best game he played as a son. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Keith, Keith is right. Our bench, you know, his his bench because of one, they're in developmental stage and two, you have solid bench players. When you have Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, that's a quality player. And you take a look at our bench, and, and here, here's a fun thing for you, Matthew. I, I got I got a trivia time for you. Wrong one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting all of our drops. We're, there's trivia time. You know what time it is. Trivia time. All right, Matthew. Looking mustache time with that little yeah exactly <laughs> bring back the old the old Alec Alec Trebek uh, 
Kata Bates Diop is shooting 25% from beyond the arc. Josh Akogi is shooting 27.5. Jordan Goodwin is shooting 30.7. Chemetsi Metu is shooting 33.3. Yuta Watanabe is shooting 34.8. Nasir Little shooting 36.4. John, are you frozen? I think you oh, froze. Oh, wow. This trivia time oh. is crazy, huh? Wait, wait, what amazing timing. <laughs> what amazing timing. Oh, no. The suspense. We're going to go right to commercial break, and we'll be right back, right? So he's, <laughs> he's talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I... Uh, as far as like he's talking about shooting percentages, I mm-hmm. let's let's you know it, it's it's a standout tonight. What you guys shoot over as a team? I think twenty percent. Uh, yeah. So deep. well, overall, I mean, we shot twenty one percent from three. Yeah. So and I, then forty four percent overall, though. For, oh, so so the overall is tough too. But again, like how many games is any team going to hope to really win if they're shooting twenty for? 20% from deep. That's just too much of the game nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean, but that's also not what the Suns are going to normally do either. You guys have more than enough shooters you can cover. Uh, yeah. I, I would say much better than that. And it has to do with the hot shooting too. Like this keeps happening to the Suns where tonight, you know, I'm not even looking at the TV when the Blazers are jacking up those threes. Even Malcolm Brogdon in the corner when Oof. he's covered. I'm not, I'm on my phone. I'm not looking. I know it's going to go in. That's just, this is what happened. This is that momentum they carry over from the Suns where the Suns are giving up these wide open threes. Then it's just routine for the rest of the team, right? Um, right. But if you want to talk more about Anthony Simons too while until John comes back. Sure, yeah. Him coming back, and this is his sixth game back or seventh game? Uh, I, I think I want to say seventh now, I believe. I'll so this does this unlock like a different kind of season ending for the Blazers? Like, obviously, it's, so it's a tanking crazy. team, but, like, is and they play the shitty Suns tonight. But what about him and just getting this team, like, just some momentum heading into the All-Star break, though? Yeah, heading towards All-Star break is going to be interesting because uh, I think on one hand, we're looking at the trade deadline as a pretty critical part of our team this year. Brogdon is very much on kind of the front of everybody's tongue when they talk about yeah. like, how the team's going to be changing around that, that kind of, you know, that January, February kind of timeline coming up. Simons, man. Anyone who's listened to the Trailcasters podcast the last couple of years, you have heard us talk plenty about trading Anthony Simons. How he went when he was among Damon CJ, yeah. he was the backup guy that wasn't really a good fit here. And now he's kind of almost too old. He's too much older than the rest of our, our guard core to be that guy. He, he's a reliable shooter and he's probably the best offensive option we have this season right now. But long term, it's just hard to see them holding on to him when you also have Scoot and Shaden in the mix behind him. And, you know, Honestly, even Tease, as far as the defensive need, more than what uh, what Simons is bringing, that's not to say Simons isn't good. He's just not he's not the fit here. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're seven get seven games back now after he played game one. So he's played eight games in like what we're twenty six games in on the season. I think yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, without him, Blazers really established this defensive identity. We we have really kind of put something together here where there's there's a hustle and it's a counterpunch kind of style of play very different from what we've seen in years past where it's been so so much of a three-point focus and three-point barrage from dame and anyone else you can kick out to including simons the worry i think among blazers fans is that simons is kind of maybe he's learned too much from dame in that system of three-point barrage no defense where now he's not going to fit into this kind of defense and like defense first and counterpunch second kind of scheme uh it's hard to feel great about what he's doing so far. His offense looked awesome, and he has said that he wants to get better on defense. Tonight did not look horrible. 
Uh, yeah, on Booker, especially Booker, he forced yeah, him dude, to like two yeah. two straight air balls, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Booker's defense hit. So Scoot, I feel like he was getting manhandled by Booker, and Booker was not getting like the call. Like, I don't, I don't know what the rest were looking at, but Scoot was doing his best to get by the guy, but Booker was holding him the whole night. I felt like, I felt like, and I usually don't say that stuff, but honestly, the way that Booker was holding him and kind of getting beat by Scoot and Anthony Simons tonight. Oh, there you're back. He's back. What the, what the hell happened? Enough Blazers talk. <laughs> what was it? You have to go through the whole thing again or what? No. Well, do you, do you know where I just got stuck, Matthew? Where? You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of bricks and of boards, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Shamit Zone. I was stuck in the Shamit zone. <laughs> Gosh, how was it, man? How was he doing in there? Or do you even see him in the Shamit well, zone? Well, that's what I was talking else. about. Like, I, I went, I was going through a list. I don't know where I got cut off, but I was going through a list of the three point shooting for all of those Phoenix Suns, and yep. all of them are worse than Landry Shamit this year. Oh my gosh. That's what the point I was making. Wow. This is wow. this is the end. Wow. This is the fucking end of the Suns franchise. This is it. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. I think move it's us done. to Seattle. Let us become, oh, oh, let oh, us become a sonic. You'll be careful what you wish for because Seattle <laughs> will make that happen. They will find a way to like they'll make some voodoo dolls and, and put it They're together. Like, hey yo, Ishbia. And Ishbia's <laughs> like, hey, I'm I'm worth I take risks. Let's let's send the sun up <laughs> yeah, the Sonics. I could see him doing that. I could see him doing that too. <laughs> oh Damn God, what what I miss? Anything oh, we were actually talking about Anthony Simons. I was gonna go into a little bit of Aiden Watch if you wanted to, but oh yes, you, whatever else oh yes. Let, let, let's go ahead because I I'm dying to hear what Keith thinks of Aiden. Aiden Watch. So DeAndre Aiden tonight. Uh, a, a solid game for the yeah. big guy. Six of 18, 16 points, 15 boards, three assists. Tell me, Keith, what you saw from Aiton in this game, and tell me what it's like now that you've gone through a quarter of a season with DeAndre Aiton as your starting center. Honestly, after having experienced uh, many seasons of Nurk as a starting center, I love Nurk, and, and you can you can see right here, I am still one of the biggest Nurk defenders around Rip City. I wore this whole game tonight. It was, I, I was happy to do it. I almost went to the game tonight until you guys asked me to come on the podcast. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give away these tickets. We're going to find I'm traded for uh, the 20. No, for real, for real. Uh, the, the game on the 26th, I'm going to go to that instead. Just trade my buddy. We're, we're all good, man. No, it's, nice. it's happy. We have a great group up here. We switch around all the time, so no big deal. Uh, wasn't trying to guilt trip you, but <laughs> but no, it was one of those where I, 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 was, I was ready to wear this to the arena tonight. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a yeah. big nerd guy. That being said, I like what I see from Aiden. I think there are, I think he has got some early fans up here. I think he's got some people that are seeing what he's doing, seeing how he fits with the team, uh, what he fits with, with what Scoot and some of the other, uh, the rest of the roster is doing. There is also some criticism. There are some people that are maybe, as I'm sure you experienced with your fan base, where there's maybe a bit of a divide, the people that want kind of more of the, the quick fix, the immediate kind of the, the short term, like uh, uh beautiful package versus maybe something that's going to kind of fit more together long term when you need it or down the, further in the season. Aiden, I think, has still struggled at this point, 27 games in or whatever we said, to find his uh perfect fit. We're seeing Shaden. Shaden has carried a huge load for us already this season with Anthony out. We're seeing Scoot, where he was reduced to a bench roll, but he's got his contact lenses now, and so he's playing much better, shooting better, uh, a lot of good promise. I think fans are kind of maybe getting 
Aiton is getting lost in the mix for fans as far as all the new toys that we have here with this new yes. roster. Uh, he's not doing bad by any any spectrum. I've not heard a lot of trash talk on him. There's just not been as much praise as I would expect when I see him play because I, I like him. I like what I'm seeing. I think he fits well for us. I'm always going to love Nurk, but I do think this works better for us. And honestly... I know it's not been perfect, but I think Nurk's working out pretty well down there as well. We don't. I, I'm. I, I know. I'm. I'm all bright side all the time. Pretty much. No, I'm bright side. No, I mean that's good to hear. Take take good care of our our first and only number one overall pick. That's all that we ask. Uh, and and just take care happy, of him. He seems happy, man. He seems to be enjoying himself. Yeah, that's that's and, actually know. nice to hear from yeah, you. Um, you know, coming into the game, I was going to look up his stats, you know, just to see how he's been playing. But, you know, first possession, I heard he had a couple of single singles heading into the game, like a couple yeah. eight and eights. He had a couple um, of so, close ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and subreddit stakeout, which I'll be in a little bit, it seemed opposite where they just kind of stand the dude. But I'm glad that you like him, and maybe he'll develop into somebody. Reddit, well, Reddit, is, an, Reddit is an interesting place. I'm just going to say. I, I'm on there all the time. I'm on there too much, but it is an interesting spot. It is, and that's that's def- that's a segment we do is the subreddit stakeout. We literally spend, and one of us will spend the entire game in the opposing fan base's subreddit and just hearing what they have to say, yeah. and then we report back right here just so everybody knows uh, what they're saying. Bless yeah, you. it's it's you know, it's crazy. Um, I'll say this about Nurk. Nurk has obviously had his ups and downs because of his limited athletic ability, but when you take a look at him versus what Aiton was relative to price or value paid, that's kind of been the drum that I've been beating this entire season is when you're getting a $16 million a year center versus somebody who is making 33, your expectations are lowered. And when he has one of those down games, you're like, ah, oh, shucks. But you take a look and like Mitchell Robinson's making the same money as him. And right. Like, okay. Right. So when you put him in that class of what he's being paid to pre- from a production standpoint, him being kind of your fourth best option is okay. And you're going to have those peaks and you're going to have those valleys. Nurkic tonight was four of 11. You know, he had nine points and he had 13 rebounds. This was a down game for Nurk relative to that standpoint. And we know that going in. Why? Because he's going against a more athletic center in DeAndre. And that's what he has a hard time with. It's those big, burly dudes. Yeah, Yeah, the mobile ones he has a hard time with. The big, burly dudes he can play and, and be physical with. Uh, and like Jokic, we we saw him play against Jokic this year, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like Jokic is still going to win, but he's going to body yeah, him yeah, up, yeah. and he's going to push him around, and he's not going to back down. And the 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 thing that I've appreciated about Nurkic thus far this year, which was a challenge consistency uh, consistently with DeAndre Ayton here, was Nurkic has a level of give a shit at all times that DeAndre Ayton, it would wane. There'd be moments of the game where he gave a shit, and half the game you didn't know he was out there, and he was shying away on weak side uh, offensive sets where he wasn't trying to get into position. And you see the, even tonight, you know, when he's got Devin Booker one-on-one after a switch, you know, bounce, bounce, spin hook shot, instead of just going right at Booker trying to go through him. Whereas like Nurkic is going like last game, uh, who did he go through? Uh, Daniel Gafford went right, just through him, mm. dunked on him. The ball, like then hit Gafford on the face as he's lying on the ground. I'm just like, yes, like that's, that's what we've been missing. So it sounds like based on the transaction that occurred, the fit is working for you guys, whereas the fit is working for us. As, and we also got like Nas and Grayson Little out of the deal. So, dude, let me, let me just say too, Nas in the first court tonight, he gets that uh that that run out at the end, and they're yes. I'm sitting there like icing on the cake, my man. Like, it's like you know, I, I'm sure sons, you get you you get plenty of production from the rest of your team when you get easy buckets from a guy like Nas off a play like that. It's just like yeah. that just it's got to seem like like free money, you know, like found money kind of thing. 
the the Nurk versus Aiden fit, I think you're exactly right. What we needed was a guy more mobile up here. We need mm -hmm. someone that could maybe not be a defensive anchor or focus, but maybe a part of a moving defense where down there, you need a guy that's a fourth option. You need the guy that was able to kind of be that backup and Nurk, if nothing else, he he's, he's a brick wall to run into, man. Yes, like, he it, is. He can, he can play that role. And that's been one more thing that I think Blazers fans have had to adjust to is we don't have that screen setter that we're used to. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, we, we, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's get to that part then. But yeah, that, that's, well, that's I, I, I got to get your, we'll get I got to get your thoughts on uh, the, the Shaq trout, Dale. Oh, oh my God. The, oh, the <laughs> trout of Shaq Dale. Brooke. Even, oh yes. Bro yes. Brooke uh, Olsendam uh, tonight on the broadcast, she called him the Shaq of Troutdale and then corrected herself. Oh, the Trout of Shackdale. Like <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. Well, here's, uh, here, here's his drop. Big crank. You banks. Notice that all of our drops are just calling their dicks really big. Apparently, <laughs> Yeah. A lot of machismo going on around yeah. here. Right? Yeah. Well, when you're losing, you got to do something to spice hey, it up a little bit, you know, it works, man. It works. He had a good game tonight, man. I mean, this is, a, this is two games consecutively. I mean, he only had five points, but six rebounds and he was aggressive, uh, three blocks, uh, which was great to see. And I'm sure that he was having a good time, obviously going to Oregon state, being from Oregon, uh, coming home was probably really exciting for him. Um, what what did, was it like for you seeing Eubanks playing for an opposing team? Uh, it's weird, man. Because I, I I think when we talked uh, on our first uh, get together on this stuff, I was talking about how Eubanks it was it was his help defense that was so beautiful that, that I loved watching from up here. And one of the first things we saw from him tonight was that kind of help defense him coming across. I can't remember who he who he got in the face of. I don't even know if they, if they call it a block or not. One of those what three blocks, one steal is I think yeah. what he ended up with. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the dude looks good, man. I love watching him play. I love that style of ball. He doesn't have to be the 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 brick wall like Nurk uh, to be a defensive player like that. And honestly, one of the biggest uh, highlights we've had as Blazer fans up here has been the switch from being a three point barrage to being that defensive first kind of roster. Uh, like I was saying with with Maddie when you were uh, uh, down for the count there for a second. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been nice to watch, man. And honestly, I think Drew Banks of the players that we gave up this summer, Drew Banks is probably the player that I think most would have still fit here if mm -hmm. we could have kept him. So so that that's, might be the one that I miss the most in a sense. Okay, well, what about this guy? Nah. I mean, Nazir's Little's getting starts with the Phoenix Suns. That's, that's a good drop. That That's a nice drop right there, dude. Nicely done. Uh, yeah, dude. And Nas looking good, man. He looked good tonight. After I was seeing from him, like I was saying earlier, off the bat, he's, he's found money for you guys, it seems like. To see him make those plays, like, dude, that's just – that's what you want off the bench or, or, or I guess, creeping into the starting lineup. That's what you – want as far as this guy who's kind of that extra not talking about him as a as a core piece but you want to fill in the fill in the bench with a dude who's not some known vet like that that's that's the quantity you want right there well there's a guy that we probably would have preferred to have and that is this guy Mani kamara we we wanted tamani kamara starting for you guys he he's looking great you know, you take a look at how he stacks up against all second round rookies this year. He's first in points, rebounds, assists, steals, three point mates, and win shares. Win shares. Ooh, ooh, he's, guard, he, he's guarding Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. 
So tell me, because we don't know. All we got was Summer League out of this guy. What has the Tumani Kamara experience been like? Tumani, dude, has been amazing. I think I joked with you guys before that it's almost become like kind of the, the joke that Aiden was the throne with the Tumani trade. I feel like <laughs> this, it's disrespectful. It's no good, I know. But I figured maybe Suns fan could appreciate that as well. Uh, yep. <laughs> Tumani buckets, dude. Tumani defense. Tumani happy moments. There's been there's oh, been the, the Kamara man. There's been so many good, this. so many good nicknames that have come out of him already. I love watching this dude play. Uh, just the the way that he embraces being the role player, embraces yeah. being the kind of the, the, the dirty work He's guy. He's a hustle guy, man. Oh, dude, he is fun. And tonight, man, you like what, what was some of the plays tonight? He had a – oh, as far as the, the, the marks too, I saw something pregame about four rookies this year have 100 points, 100 rebounds, and I believe it was 20 steals and 23s. We're talking Tumani – Wemby, Kulabale, Kulabale, and and then uh, Holmgren. Holmgren doesn't even count as a rookie, in my opinion. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You you can't sit on an NBA bench for a year, get all that experience, and think, oh, it doesn't count for anything. did that. Remember, Embiid, I think he won the the rookie of the year after sitting out for a whole season. So they technically classify, but we know what's real. It's crazy. But but, I mean, (laughs) so so there's actually three. Yeah, Tamani's among three or four, four or three of the top rookies as far as production. And I, I love what we got from him. And it is definitely, you know, no disrespect to Aiden, but it is looking like a, a pretty good Tamani trade. Yeah, Matthew, <laughs> do you miss out on the fact that we are not experiencing the Tumani experience? Because I think he'd be, he's like exactly what we're missing. It's just a long wing defender who's actually productive at doing so, and he can hit some threes too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my favorite part tonight was just him kind of talking shit to Book. He saw it a few times on defensive end. I love that. Um, You know, would he even get minutes, though, with the Suns? That's the thing that scares me. Stay Mm. with Portland. That's a good run um, organization over there, right? You don't want to come to Phoenix where everything's all fucked up and (laughs) be traded for some superstar that's going to get hurt. So, I like like he was, right? (laughs) Let me me ask you. Let me let me ask you compare uh Tumani to what you guys have going with Nas so far. Who do you think fits better for you? So Nas was actually he was hitting on all cylinders, then he had a kid, and I'm not blaming the baby, Mm, but since then when he came back, his hasn't been the same. He was actually like I call him like the eel because like defensively, he just out there like sneaking shit. Like he looks like an eel, dude. If you look at him like when he's like in some mode, he was he looks like an eel, but he was actually getting to it. He was really just putting the Suns defense on his shoulders at times, man, and a lot of games. And then he had a kid and then it just kind of went downhill from there. He was finding his way offensively too. In the beginning of the season, he was kind of skittish, but he found his way in and it came pretty quick within five or six games. Now it's just like tonight, like it just wasn't, I don't see him the way the old uh, Nas anymore. Yeah, the challenge okay. that I have with Nas is he's not consistently impacting the game. And it's one thing that obviously I researched when we got him. And that's what Nas has been like. He's been a high upside guy who's just kind of been inconsistent, uh, a weak off ball defender. And you're starting to see him. You know, he's one of the few guys who has been kind of consistently defending or at least being a pest because the Suns aren't defending anybody. We're the 20th. Uh, worst defensive team in the NBA under Frank Vogel and st- the statistics and history say that it's not going to get any better. If you look at Frank Vogel through the first 25 games with all of his, you know, teams, it doesn't get better. It only gets worse. So it's like the Suns are who they are. And Nas is like one of the few who has some of that hustle and that give a shit, but it comes and goes as does the offense. He can give you a mm. couple threes, 
But when he's out there starting, you can't expect much from him because you have Katie and because you have Nurk and because you have Booker and you have Grayson Allen. So he is the fifth option on offense and he scores four points tonight. And that's why, because they're not actively seeking him mm. out or, or yeah. trying to set him up. And that's where the opportunity lies for the Suns. And this is the frustrating thing. You know, you take a look at what the Blazers ended up doing tonight. And, you know, you get 16 from eight and you get 22 from Grant. You get 23 from Simons. Sharp goes out because he's got the injury. But Brogdon comes in, starts the second half. He ends with 14. So you have this consistent scoring, right? The Suns, you get 40 from Durant, 26 from Booker. The next highest score is Allen with 11. And then it's Nurk with nine and five from Eubanks. Like, we're so top heavy, even with scoring. We're not actively trying to involve the people like Little who could provide consistent production if you give him a runway to do so. He shot twice tonight. You know, oh. Booker shooting 25, Durant shooting 28, but Nas is shooting two. Like, you give that guy six shots, maybe a couple threes go in, and guess what? You win the game. You lost by five. The, the, the Blazers tonight shot 50% from beyond the arc. They were 14 to 28. The Suns shot mark. 21%. Hit those season low in threes, and we lost by five points. So it's the margins where the Suns are losing right now. And the margins include players like Nasir Little, and he needs to have a runway to, or, or at least a few offensive sets run from him. And I feel like that's where Kevin Young, who's our offensive guru and the highest paid uh, assistant in the league, is failing us, is absolutely failing us. So you've been very positive tonight, Keith. Matthew was on the subreddit for the Blazers. This should be interesting. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Well, Matthew was in disguise up in the Rose City tonight, <laughs> dressed as looks like Elvis Presley. <laughs> no accents tonight, though. No, you know, no, no accents tonight, man. You're <laughs> not nah. Memphis. Not, not Memphis. that good. Huh? Where is she? Yeah, look how crazy we are, right? So I was at work, <laughs> I love it. and I, love uh, it. Nice. I did that Dolly Parton one, and someone's watching my podcast at work. Like, I saw you Dolly Parton. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. This is why oh, I don't tell people right. about the podcast this at work. <laughs> Everyone knows now. <laughs> so, All right. No Dolly so Parton, what, but a little bit of a king. What were they saying on the Blazers so, subreddit? We'll go through this, right? Aiden continuing his tradition of making a backup center look amazing. The trout, a little shout out to the trout the over trout. and over nice, again. Nice, nice. Aiden, bro, don't let Nurk beat you with the footwork down there, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny. Katie should have been drafted by the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. hanging around. A few oh, times. Come like on, between bro. that and Sam come Bowie. On, yeah, yeah. Get, get over it, guys. It's been like 30 years more. I know. I well, know. trust me, we still talk about Luka Doncic and Tyrese Halliburton every chance we can. Tyrese, yep, that's one for sure. Um, <laughs> watching DA set screens makes me want to pull my hair out. Nerd yeah. flopping <laughs> all the way to Eugene. And I was like, my dad, his name's Eugene. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ant's. It's funny to hear Ant because I, I just, you know, I think of Anthony, Anthony um, Edwards. Anthony yeah, Edwards. It's, it's not right, yeah. man. Say Penny. No. Penny yeah. Simons. Yeah, Penny I like Simons. the grandma's jersey. But uh, <laughs> Ant on Booker, like, flies on shit. Yeah, we were just talking about how Ant is pretty good on Booker a few times. Yeah. Uh, Yo, Scoot and Ant is a good-ass backcourt. And Oof. is it is it finally a great day to be a Blazer? Question mark. 
Uh, it's always a yes. great day to be a blazer. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, so much a, more positive than we are. <laughs> hey, it's 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 a core part of what we gotta do up here, man. In the rain and the and the clouds and the gray and and years of of barely making playoffs just be a first round exit. You know, I think we had a 14 year streak uh that Dame broke when he came in with the point nine shot uh, over Houston over yep. Chandler Parsons to finally get the second round for the first time in over a decade and a half, man. Like it was yeah. What had it uh, been since like Drexler in ninety two? Something like that, dude. Jeez. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Cause I was I was at the point nine shot. I was at that game. Nice. Uh and I mean I, I've been going since I was a kid, dude. It was it was it was that kind of game, dude. It was it was real. Uh <laughs> some of the other things you'd say on there. Yeah, it's 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 always a, a great day to be a blazer. Aiden, the screen setting, definitely yes. the thing that we are the screen yeah. setting is what we have sacrificed to have the footwork and the mobility and the mid-range shot. I think, which I would love it if, if if Aiden could stretch out his shot towards a three point line, like what Nurk has done over the years. Uh, excuse me, while I, I burped after some delicious cider, but That's standard operating procedure here. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nurk, I, I don't know, is he getting a bigger sample of threes down there with you guys yet? Oh yeah, yeah, but lately he's been. But he's off. not hitting them. He's not okay. hitting them. Yeah. So 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 sample size matters. Uh, I think if Aiden stretched out to the three point line at some point, I think he could make. At least comparable value, but I like what he's doing in the mid range for it. Uh, it's not that like, hard. Like Nurkic really is shooting twenty seven percent from three. Yeah, he was. I think he was uh, actually like towards like thirty five or something early in the season. Yeah, man. yeah, he, he dropped off. off. No, he takes two and a half a game. Yeah, sample size matters. Yeah, but but yeah. it's like we were saying earlier, Maddie. Too, I I think that a lot of Blazers fans uh, have been rough to come around to Aiden so far because he has yet to really kind of find his fit. There's been a lot of other guys. The young pieces can just ball out, you know, Aiden yeah. this year where he's not a veteran, but he's not one of the rookies either. And so he's kind of got, he's got some expect expectations, yeah. uh, but he also doesn't really have a clearly defined role where there's some games where he's getting 12 shots, some games where he's getting four or five. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's it's you know it's it's hard for yeah. I think people to kind of we, adjust. We, him, we but experienced I got faith. that too because that was some of the frustration. Is like at one point he's gonna start to demand the ball. Like yeah, he got a call for it. Never, he's not yeah. going to. He does. You, you don't you don't want him on your team. Just stop. You don't want. <laughs> no, Aiden. no, you don't like Aiden. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm working right now. My my mind right now uh, is, is our 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 core is Scoot. Sharp and Aiden as the future, man. Simon's looking awesome. He's he's too old. He's gonna be moved off at some point. Yeah. You know what uh, I was thinking during this pod? Should the Suns trade Devin Booker for Jalen Brown and Derek White? Stop. Stop. <laughs> for Jalen Brown. You know what we're okay. gonna do in a week? Hold we're gonna wake second. up to Booker wants Hold out of Phoenix. <laughs> I bet you anything in a week we're gonna Booker wants out of Phoenix. That's gonna Why? come up. Why That's where my that head's happen? at. Huh? We're in a bad, we're, we're in a dark place. Okay, it's, you guys, you guys, we just yeah, lost you, to the Blazers. Blazers, <laughs> <laughs> we, we we are this team. We're gonna be that team that haunts you and wakes you up and says, "Wake the fuck up!" And yes, and get it going. Trade but, trade Booker. You're gonna wake me up, and Booker's gonna be out of Phoenix. You're, you're not. You're happen. not. You're not trading Booker. You guys are. You guys are waking up, and you're gonna get the like. You're sharpening up the corners. You're honing up the bench unit. I'm here to. I'm here to bright side this for we're you. Play, we're playing no defense. <laughs> we can't hit any threes. Our offense is stagnant. Uh, our new uniforms look good. Like we got that going for us, which is nice. But outside of that, like everything else just sucks. Uh, trap yeah. games are brutal, man. Trap games yeah. are brutal. Blazers are here to be that trap. We're gonna well, trap you again. No we're worries. Again. We're gonna go. We're gonna go down to Sacramento on Friday. And we're gonna lose there too. I can't. Oh wait. yeah. Get ass. Let's talk about the jam star. Then. Jam. 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 Jam.
Jam, star of the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a reminder, if you're watching along live, please hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening to later time, give us a five-star review and write something on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it right here on the podcast. Right. Matt, who are you giving the Jam, star of the game to? I'm going to give it to uh, Eric Gordon, who should have showed up in the fourth quarter and won the game for the Suns, because that's what we needed. But uh, no, Grayson Allen. He was okay. the only reason we kind of kept it close there in the second half. So, All right, well, and we'll play, Kevin Durant. We'll, we'll, we'll play his drop just so. Hi, Barbie. Oh, hi, Alan. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. He's just so bad. <laughs> That one, that so one's much. the worst, but it's still my favorite. It's so it's bad. Two it's hours good. long. <laughs> it's just two hours long. No, but the best thing is when you play that drop because it's so long. You can get up and go like take a shit, come back. It's like oh fuck shit, I've got you. Like it gives yeah. you plenty of time to. I do I seriously that. was just gonna get up and go pee, but oh, Grayson so Allen good. did have a good game. He was all over the place. Uh, he couldn't hit a three pointer either because he only was one of five. But he had those nine rebounds. He had those eleven points. I, I appreciate that. I'm giving the jam start of the game to KD. He got forty. His second high scoring total as a member of the Phoenix Suns. He nice. scored forty one once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, who are you giving your your jam start of the game to, Keith? You got to give it to a Blazer because you got one. I, I I gotta honestly, I, it was gonna be either. Eight, I mean, it's gotta be one of the former Suns, right? I I, <laughs> I I gotta honestly, I gotta go with Kamara, man. I love what I'm seeing from Kamara. Yeah, I know it's not so bastard. It's not necessarily in the box that number, man. But he is the, what he is doing for us. The the young Pippin is what everyone's referring to him as a pair. Oh, I love he, it. He, he dove into it with the Pippin number and the arm yeah. Yeah, on there. It looks playing good. the defense. Uh, his the, the, dude. I, I criticized on our last podcast about like, hey, I love his defense, but the shot not coming around is going to be an issue. Suddenly, he's hitting his threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's hitting more. He, he's so is T. Steibel all of a sudden. What Tease. the fuck is that, dude? Tease, that guy hits as, threes now. As soon as he comes to Portland, he has some interview like maybe after his first couple games in Portland. His first game here, he went four of four or something like that from from deep. Uh, and he says like, oh well, you know, they finally gave me a green light. Now it matters. You think it's a joke, but suddenly his percentage is up, and yeah, suddenly he's a legit three and D dude, which apparently Philly never gave him room for. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, I'm I'm going I'm going Monty man to to Monty dunks to Monty. Like uh, we've been calling him Monty up here as well, just kind of the Monty from heaven kind of oh, idea. Man. Uh, it's uh, we're we're it's never we're ends. Our, our, it never our, ends, huh? Kamara, just having too much fun with that. <laughs> the seven wins. Lights, Kamara action. Yes. Oh. oh, you know what? I haven't used that one yet. I like there that. I'm still on that. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> uh, to lose to you and give you ideas to make your podcast better. So uh, on that note, we're going to go ahead and get out here. Keith, let everybody know if they if they want to venture away from the Phoenix Suns and they want to pick up uh, the new the Trailblazers as their new favorite team, because there's a lot of eight and stands who are still hanging around. Like, See, I told you so you lost. We'll just guide them <laughs> your way. Tell them where they can find you. Listen, that, that's the same as maybe in the Nurk stand. I'm sitting here up tell, up telling our guys like, "Hell, you have to say that Nurk can't play defense. Look at what he's doing down there now." Uh, come and check out Trailcasters. Trailcasters at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Uh, if you check out our episodes, there's a link in the episode description to join our Discord. We have lots of fun on there, talking basketball, talking talking movies, video games, whatever else. Uh, usually half drunk as I am right now. Most of the time, we just have a, a, a great time with it. Uh, <laughs> it it's, it's always fun coming on with you guys, though. And, and yeah, I, I, someone called me out in the chat saying I'm rubbing it in. I'm not trying no, to. No, not at it's, all. It's, You've been it's very fun gracious. on both sides, man. It's uh, Believe me, I guarantee, I, I think uh, January 14th is the next time we play you guys, if I remember correctly. Sounds right. That's a Sunday. I will be at that game. Nice. 
uh, so apologies in advance that I can't come on that night. Something but uh, we we, we got to. I'm, I'm going to a G League game earlier that day, and then we got the, the Blazers game that night. It is. I, I I I very much bet that that's probably not going to go quite as well as it did tonight because we're, we'll be further down the season and we're approaching that trade deadline. Probably won't even have yeah, the same. Hopefully, we'll have Bill back. Be here, so it'll be an easier win. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to check you guys out and always so love I, coming on. I got a thing. question. Okay, this is totally like. Uh, Hit me. I I could I, I I could talk off the podcast about this, but so tell Bring me about it. Discord. <laughs> I always hear Discord. Like, what is the? How does Discord function? Like, I've have you not been on Discord? Like, I have the app. Like, I've touched it very briefly, but I haven't like taken a good long shit. So I just sit there and be on it for <laughs> twenty minutes. So okay, I, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm almost forty. I'm forty. Do 41. you remember AOL? Okay, yes. so you remember chat rooms, right? Yeah, it's, it's 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 like a, if you know Slack chat. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew uh, leave. <laughs> Matthew, he's out. <laughs> he's got to pee. He's like, Discord, I'm out of here. If you know Slack chat or any of those kind of things, like I've used Slack for work or I can't yes. remember the other. Yes, it's, it's a it's a chat server, but okay. you can go on there. We I, we record our podcast in there. Outside. It's, it's similar to StreamYard in the same way that you can have a voice chat. Uh, you can have bots in there that record the calls for you and separate out into kind of, you know, separate lines for editing purposes and whatnot yeah uh, but i've got i mean on our server i wish i could take a screenshot for you guys real quick but i've got probably two dozen channels you know going okay. as far as you know we've got and you come um, in and go out like aol chat rooms were yeah yeah, yeah. you can click okay. on like okay i'm gonna go click on game day chat or i'm gonna click on nba or roster talk or ticks and merch kind of exchange or 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 the fantasy hoops or sports betting or i'm gonna go down to movies and and uh video games or music or art or whatever else you know you just have different chat rooms for the different shit and uh it, it's it all blends together man it's 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 a uh, i need to log in and mess around with it a little bit we we got a good couple hundred people on our server for it, and so it's just it, we put this together when Twitter was collapsing, right? When Elon took over yes. Twitter, and all the sports volume and kind of content and production was getting a little less reliable on there. We were like, "Hey, let's just do our own thing." Uh, and so it basically, for me, has become like my own social media server that I can then go and moderate as well. So it's real, real. So curated? No, not really. I, I I don't cut anyone else off as far as like what they're saying, but. I just I, we I try to make it a place that's not toxic. You know what I mean? Like I don't I want you just being stupid, dumb. All the all the stuff you get on Twitter or other or Facebook, right? Like, yeah, like, dude. Like Sun's Facebook, Facebook is the dumb is the dumb. It's just dumb fans. I had a Trailcasters Facebook for a while, and man, just didn't even bother keeping it up. I, I go yeah. on Twitter, I go on Reddit, and I go on Discord at this point. Yeah, interesting. And I'm it, gonna try that out. Yeah, well, Keith. Out appreciate you coming on it really it lifted my spirits you were a lot more positive than me and matthew especially after the couple weeks we've been through with the suns it was nice to be like hey man this is a blip like brighter days light ahead i hope you're right i hope you're right i hope we Dude, i hope i'm right i'm betting on i literally have money right on the suns right now so please that's I hope why I'm you're so well. damn positive <laughs> no nah, it comes out it comes out well again thank you ever so much for joining us always uh, matthew uh tell everyone what they can do go home with your family well, i gotta go home and poop